Paul's Parables present stories by Auntie Winnie, who was a missionary in South Africa. Hi, I'm Winnie. This is a new series in Moses, Adventures on Trek. Trek means a trip across the desert, this one was. How did you like the stories about all the miracles God did to get stubborn old Pharaoh to change his mind? Oh, cool! I like the frogs best. God must have laughed to see how the false gods of Egyptians didn't have any power. And I'm sure many Egyptians lost faith in their gods, too. The whole world heard the stories of what Israel's God had done to Egypt. And God did those miracles to help his children of Israel to trust him, too. Many of them had started to worship Egypt's gods because no one taught them about the one true God. They were not out of trouble yet. Do you know how many people two million is? Two thousand thousands? I can't imagine. Is that like the stars in the sky? Or the sand on the seashore? I'm sure that's about how it seemed to Moses, leading out that many people from their homes in Egypt into the desert on a long trek. Where would they find food and water? What if they got lost in the desert? Who would take care of them if they got sick? Well, God would have to. You're exactly right, Jehan. And God did take care of them. Our last story ended with the grand exodus of two million Israelites from Egypt. We don't use that word exodus very much now. It came from the Roman language and means going out, related to the word exit. The second book in the Bible is called Exodus, and it's all about the long trek of the Israelites from Egypt to Canaan, their promised land. Let's see if we can find laser in all that big crowd, shall we? How many days have we been on trek now, Nadab? Do you think we're halfway there yet? Goodness me, no. We haven't gone anywhere. Why, in the week we've traveled with this mob, I don't think we've gone further away from Egypt than Warrior could run back in one day. What I wonder, said Ali, is why we have turned to go south along the desert in the Red Sea. Surely the fastest way to go to Canaan is straight east past the fortresses. Who's leading us anyway? God is leading us, Ali. You mean Moses. After all, didn't you say he was a shepherd in this desert for many years? He was, and his wife is from there. But God leads us. See that tall cloud straight in front of us up ahead? Yeah, it's kind of cool, like a pillar. Looks just like the strange fiery cloud that gave us light the first few nights when we traveled way late to find camping. Well, that's God's angel in that cloud, and Moses just follows him. Moses says if the cloud doesn't move in the morning, we just stay in camp that day. I don't think we're in any big hurry. That's not the same angel as the angel of death that went through Egypt the night we left, is it? Well, I'm not sure. But anyway, the angel of death doesn't hurt us. Oh, here's Laser. Where have you been? I've been helping drive the flocks. Man, the sheep are a silly lot.
No wonder we don't get anywhere very fast. But guess what I heard? I can't imagine. Tell me. You're no fun. Guess. It's about the route we're taking. Um, I guess we're going to Uncle Moses' in-laws for dinner tomorrow. Silly. They could never feed all of us. But we are going that way for two reasons. Uncle Moses said God promised to talk to him at the same mountain where he saw the talking bush that never burned up. Hey, I've never heard that story. A talking bush? Later, Ali. What else, Laser? The other reason is so we won't have to go by the Egyptian forts whose soldiers might fight us and make us turn back. Oh, well, those are good reasons. We aren't much of an army, even if we do march better now. And Uncle Moses says we have lots of good swords from the Egyptians, and he's going to train our men to be soldiers after we get further along. Cool. I hope he trains us, too. That afternoon, they camped right next to the sea, and Moses called a meeting in the square at the center of all the tents right after supper. It was still light, and the pillar of clouds stood above the camp. People of Israel, as soon as this meeting is over, we need to break camp. God is going to show his great power once again to defeat Pharaoh for the final time. God told me that Pharaoh has decided to chase us with his elite force, his complete 600 chariot army, and many foot soldiers, and, well, Moses had more to say, but the gasps and shouts of dismay from all the people drowned his voice out. How can God save us from that army? We're trapped between the desert and the sea. Weren't there enough graves in Egypt that you brought us out here to be slaughtered by Pharaoh? Why didn't you leave us alone? I've said it all along. It would have been better to serve Pharaoh than die in the desert. Why don't you people shut up and listen to Uncle Moses? Aren't you grateful for all he did to save you from slavery? Don't you believe God can save us? Laser was screaming and crying, but no one listened to the boy. Save your breath, buddy, said Nadab. Look, I see dust in the sky over the far hills. It's probably the army coming now. We really are in a fix, aren't we? But God will save us. Uncle Moses promised Pharaoh would not be able to stop us leaving. As other people noticed the dust, the panic in the camp rose. Finally, by blowing the ram's horn, Moses was able to get the people quiet and tell them the rest. Don't be afraid. We don't need to fight. God is going to fight for us and save us from the Egyptians. You just watch our God work for us. Never again will you see the Egyptians who are after us. Now, go pack up. Well, would you be scared? I'm sure I would. How can God save two million men, women, and children, plus all their animals, trapped by the sea when an army is chasing them? But just remember the miracles in Egypt. Listen tomorrow to Red Sea Escape.